bandwidth for the Weird Things podcast provided by Wired Tree. For sites of any size and world-class customer service, head on over to wiredtree.com. Hello and welcome to the After Things podcast. I'm Andrew Main, joined by the diehards, the real team, the trio that matters, <laughs> Brian Brushwood. Yo, what up? And Mr. Bryce Castillo. Team matters! <laughs> team chimp, we'll take down any gorillas. Come at us. <laughs> yeah. I love Actually, saying that. Unfortunately, although... <laughs> our cheer has to be, And it doesn't work the same. Yeah. We need to work yeah, dogs I think into I have the like DNA. the worst attendance record of anybody, but notice how I try to call attention when somebody else. Can. Oh, look who's not here! Look who's not here! This is simply the way that we've always done the show. Uh, hey, uh, I, so. I I had a moment. I, I I don't know if you had a pre-selected topic, but I had a moment that I've not had. It's gone now, Brian. Okay, well, well, I, we'll try it on, and maybe there's not much to plumb there. Sure. But uh, I had a moment that I've never Narrator. had. Andrew didn't. In 22 years okay. of uh, since I quit my day job, for the very first time ever, I was able to... Wait. Yes? I Did you tell them you're quitting or you did leave? Is there a desk there somewhere at Dell where they're waiting for you to come back? <laughs> no. Like Brian and, and, said and he was getting lunch. I, 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 have told, I have told this versions of this story. Sorry. But, but, but uh, May of 1999 was a year that I picked up uh, enough work. It was, the first, it was the first month ever where I did as much in, uh, in the off-hours magic as I made during the day. And it was around the time that my manager noticed, hey, uh, I've noticed several opportunities for advancement that you have not taken the initiative on. And normally, you know, you seem one of the hungriest ones in this group. What's what's up? And I'm like, yeah, I think that uh, uh, magic is doing really well and I'm not certain I want to stay. And so, you know, eventually I, I was like, yep, I'm going to quit and go do magic. Uh, uh, and the VP of the division comes over and sits down and it was such, such a bizarre conversation because he's like, okay, what's it going to take to keep you? And it's like, let me, <laughs> let me do magic <laughs> full time. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and very clearly they, in a million years, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't really think you were real. They thought you were negotiating. <laughs> yes. Yes. Correct. Correct. <laughs> and, uh, uh, that's when I quit, but in the intervening 22 years, uh, I've never been able to do the moment that I'm about to describe, which is uh, leave for six days and turn to somebody who is not me and shake his hand and say, take care of her, and then leave. I've never, ever, ever, ever had any business in any shape that I could just turn things over to someone who is not me and not not hear anything about it and not think about it and actually be away at a family reunion. Um, it was truly extraordinary. And obviously it's not something that I could do all the time, but I've never been able to know that problems were going to come up and somebody who is not me is going to do something about them. And, and I waited for the phone to ring and the phone never rang. And it was, it was really, really remarkable. I, 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 uh, um, I know that this is a show about independent creatives and almost certainly what that means is 
that it requires you to show up if you're an independent creative, but for the first time, you know, we're, we're developing enough of a system that, uh, that enough can happen whether I'm here or not, which is, uh, I don't know. It was a really special moment for me. I had a, I, I mean, I had a similar experience when I took that month off a, a couple months ago of like, you know, uh, having all of these shows with, with the podcasts and Scam Nation kind of uh, just well, hand, putting my hands out to everyone saying, here you go, please uh, figure this out. I will be back in four weeks. Yeah. And, and for those who don't know, uh, 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 you know, Cord Killers, especially, uh, right. boy, did, did, did we get to see firsthand just, just how much of an axle you are <laughs> on that wagon wheel. There's a lot of technical and presentation things that go into, especially Cord Killers, which is a little more scripted. Um, and it's not easy to, to jump right in. And so, you know, I would, I would check in on, on the shows and, and stuff, especially the first week. And, uh, you know, uh, you, you just kind of have to, you, you, you have to put distance, right? You like the, the, the thing that I, the, you know, some of the stress feeling of like, oh, well, I'm the only person who's doing these shows. They are, it's not that I'm the only person who can, but I am the person whose responsibility right. is, is those shows. And so, how do I very quickly hand it over to somebody else? And John and, and Corey did a very good job of, of holding holding the holding the ship up for, and, for, a, for an extended amount of time. And by the way, it, it was noticed and was appreciated that we saw you cheering from the sidelines, like, <laughs> you got this. <laughs> I had I had good luck. <laughs> I had to do that. So that I wouldn't be like sending Slack messages like, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta adjust the thing. You gotta do this." Like, I needed to, I needed to have a little cheerleader moment, and then I could go do my own thing. <laughs> uh, uh, what about you, Andrew? What uh, have you had a moment like that where you realized that that uh, that that there was a system that was going to handle things, and and that 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 it used to be a thing you had to do, but now you know there's a system to do it. Yeah, it was called Justin, and then he left. <laughs> And then, and then somebody stole him by yeah. way, all the way to Austin yeah. by way of Oakland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I talk to Brett about that a lot now. <laughs> uh, I would say that, yeah, like when I started my magic publishing business, uh, a lot of it, because I, I, I wanted to go work and try to pitch TV shows, but trying to run a mail order and a wholesale thing on one coast while being on another coast periodically and pitching stuff was hard. And so when Justin and I started working together, you know, among the things that wonder and our enterprise was also iTricks, which you know, that was all Justin, that was all Justin doing all of that. And so, you know, I'd taken a thing that I'd spent several years, you know, 10 years doing by myself and had enough of a system that a smart person could come in and know how to pull those levers and often cases know how to do that better than I did. Right. Um, and, and that's, that's helpful. Uh, uh, there are those brief moments like, um, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure I don't remember the specific episodes, but I remember the feeling of the very first time a, uh, scam nation slash scam school episode got released without me ever having seen any of the cuts, because mm. I remember thinking, uh, they're, they're, they're better at it than you at this point. You know, it's like, it's yeah. like they, they know the voice and, um, I remember that night. I remember that night very well. I was in the middle of recording an episode of our friend Roberto Villegas's podcast and you called me and I, we, and I think we were recording it live and we had to like pause and I had to go to like, 
uh, the other part of his room so he wouldn't hear this conversation on stream. But I knew I had to pick up because the, the, the scam school had just come out like an hour ago. And I was like, oh, my gosh, uh, is something wrong? I'm going to have to run back. And uh, and then we had that exact conversation. They had the exact thing that you just said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and, and uh, it speaks to the importance of... Uh, if if not written down, at least fully understood what the voice of the entity that is bigger than you is, and uh, so that other people can take action without you know fear of of screwing anything up or whatever. Mm. Uh, but uh, and it, it was a doubly weird one because I left. Uh, you remember we did the we're in the middle of doing the the fundraiser. Uh, normally, whenever we add something to scam stuff, we try to make it a bespoke item, kind of a high end, uh, clever thing or whatever. But enough people have said, "Hey, man, I just want a hat that says Monorogue on it. I just want a shirt that says Monorogue on it or whatever." Yeah. And it's like I don't want I don't want to. Uh, as as the, the metaphor I always use is, nobody wants to buy a Cadillac that comes with a free pack of Twizzlers. <laughs> you know, I try I try to keep those things separate. Mm -hmm. But but in this case, it's like enough people have asked for a pack of Twizzlers that uh, that I'm like, uh, okay, we'll do it for a limited time as a pop up store. We'll do it as a fundraiser thing. So we leaned like uh, the way schedules worked out is I recorded for two hours straight in front of a green screen, uh, having no idea how it was going to turn out. And then just the next day, hopped on a plane and went to Reno, Nevada to go uh, meet family. And during that time, Brant put together a very funny green screen used car salesman commercial. Uh, 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 David and, and, and Corey uh, uh, populated the store with 75 different variants of, of various art and products and stuff on there. Yeah. And along the way, we also published multiple episodes of, of stuff that had been recorded some of which I still haven't seen, which is one of those things that I almost hesitate to say out loud because it makes it sound like I'm dialed out and don't care. I care very, very much, but, but it's more, I mean that more as an indication of, of my trust for the team. And, and I had never gotten to really experience that before. And it was really, it was really precious. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's only you, there is a certain amount of compartmentalization. Like I help shoot a lot of modern rogue episodes and I don't watch a lot of modern rogue videos, mostly because I was there. Right. I've like, seen it. <laughs> I, I'm good. Let me guess. One of them injures themselves. <laughs> uh, and so like, you know, I feel a little weird sometimes whenever I say that, but that's just what the, the divvying up is. And for that week, you know, you, Hey, you know what? Other things happened. Um, I have a, I have, I have a similar question or topic to bring up if we think we're we're around in the corner on this one um did, andrew did you have any any uh thing oh i have a thing we can talk about when we decide if we want to move on to something else but i did, let's go with this you, you sure you go um so uh uh, uh scam nation or uh, the, the 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 youtube channel uh we, we're working with some some new editors now we've got some remote editors and and so i'm kind of in a kind of different place i'm kind of supervising them and either finishing or just lightly touching stuff instead of spending 10 hours a week, uh, you know, editing. Um, and I, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for it. And also it's an entirely new paradigm for me in terms of like, like when I look at a cut that the, one of our editors send me, I just want to, put my hands right in it and just, I just, just do this. You just need to do this. You just need to do this thing. Right. And because there's a lot of technical stuff we, we do skin nation is a pretty simple show technically, but there are still a couple of little things that we have and that we use. 
um, how how do you guys do? Uh, how how do you supervise people? But I'm 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 working my way through it. I'm trying to work my way through it, but I also I don't want to be the nitpicky guy. I don't want to be the neb you know the the very nebulous just do a thing and like I I want to find I don't know I, I the early days are the toughest because there are things you know about what it's supposed to be that you have to find the words to explain now you can explain the technical thing like hey just cut these three seconds out mm -hmm. or uh, and in uh, early days of scam school uh before i really understood what it was that we were going for i it would be two three full pages of 007 to 009 if we can nip this just a little bit and uh, get to this point faster that would be better or whatever um and then later as the voice becomes clear you start to develop you start to put words to your own set of rules, your own story Bible, basically, your style guide. And then you're able to say, um, you know, you have these bon mots that, 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 that you uh, bring up like, uh, hey, whenever, uh, for example, uh, in Modern Rogue, um, uh, sometimes uh, either in the edit or in the story setup or whatever, uh, a very easy thing to do is to pit Brian versus Jason. And whenever we've done that, either on purpose or by accident, uh, seeing those comments of, you know, this guy, you know, one of them was way better than the other. He's a doofus. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Like all of that pains me. And so now and, and at some point, uh, it, 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 it now is very easy for me to say whenever possible, un unless there's a very good reason not to, whenever possible, it's never Brian versus Jason on anything. It is always Brian and Jason versus the world, and and so so now you you you've uncovered kind of a a story beat. And and for example, in Scam Nation, we've talked about how uh, I didn't start off realizing that the most important part of a Scam School episode was, as we call it, the C block, where where they perform it back to us to prove that this trick is so easy anybody can do it within. 10 minutes of learning it. Uh, but, but I discovered over time that it's like, unless you have that proof and, and I would understand why an editor wouldn't see the point of any of that, where it's like, yeah, you see a trick. Here's how it's done. End of episode. I understand why you would do that, but it undercuts the core message of that channel, which is you are here because you want to learn it. Here is proof that you, that you can learn it. And here are the mistakes you're most likely to make because this is somebody trying it for the very first time. So, so like, like these, these rule, these, you know, like the, I, maybe vaguely like the three laws of robotics, once you discover them in yourself, it gets a lot easier to say, um, yes, you're going to make the same corrections, like nip this for this reason. Uh, and then, and then you could cite, remember, we always do blank because of blank. And then you're now you're citing sort of uh, hopefully if, if you do it, if you do it right, and I've never done it right, but if you do it right, you actually have a story Bible style guide that you could point to. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but, but, but short of that, you can at least remind them again and again, like the why of, of that stuff. Mm. And then, and, and I, I know that, you know, first I went through it, um, discovering it on my own, working with revision three. Then I went through it with uh, uh, the story, you know, with, with, with Brant, and then I did it with, with you. Yeah. And now you, and this is kind of fun for me to watch you, <laughs> know, like, like at this mm -hmm. point, you know what makes an episode and what doesn't. Right. 
and now you have to figure out the how to add the the why of everything. What's interesting is um, uh, for with with the our, our our editors that I'm working with now, like when I came in, I had been I had been watching Scam School for a, for a few years at that point. I mean, I had actually been watching Brant edit them live on Twitch or Justin.tv if it was that at the time. Um, and so I came in, you know, I've seen the show. I know the show. I know how the, how the guy works. And, and, um, our remote editors are not exact, uh, do, are, do not come from a long fandom say of, of the channel. And so, um, of either having watched the content for a long time or watched the process ever before. Right. And, um, uh, funny enough, you know, it, and I know this was more of an example, um, that you gave than, than a specific, but like, um, we actually like formats, formats, format wise, you know, there's, there's not any, any quibble or, or issue there. I'm not finding like, well, why didn't you, in, why did you throw away this whole thing? Like they're not getting rid of like core components. It's, it's either little technical stuff like, Hey, you need camera switches here, or this is too frantic, whatever. Or, um, the, uh, the surprise that I got, which is, I don't know how the trick works. Like they have the footage of us edit of us doing it and teaching it. And, but for whatever reason with the time, with a, a week or two weeks to do it, I, I, I kind of know, but I, I kind of made a, I kind of had a guess at it. And so the, the, this is you saying it or the, editors? this is, this is them saying like, yeah, I, 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 I'm, here's my cut. I kind of only kind of got it. Um, uh, and so, that's kind of where I'm going because, like, because, like, because the thematic stuff would be. I feel like I would be. I would be easier to be like. Well, no, we kind of need a C block. A C block should look like this. This block should look like this. Um, that where it's it's the minutia. It's like how finely grained do I need to go in and say, hey, you need to fix that. You need to fix that. You need to fix uh, that. You need to fix that. Bryce, I'm gonna say something that might make you uncomfortable, but brings me great joy okay. and hope. Uh, I hope is something that that Andrew Maine is pleased to hear. Um, you know more about magic than most magicians I can name. You have studied the art <laughs> yeah. in terms of hours and uh. core principles and fundamentals and citations and execution and storytelling. Uh. You have put in more legwork than, than on a number by number basis. <laughs> yeah. Oops, the, I did 10,000 hours. Majority, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oops, I did 10,000 hours and now I'm a magician <laughs> by Bryce Castillo. Like that is, I, I'm not even joking about that. And I yeah. think that's part of why our shooting set, uh, our shooting goes so smoothly is because you know what, what we, you, you know what things either you could flash back to if we need to, or, or that you right. know how to summarize in a lower third, you know, the core principles we've already covered a million times and we can expect our audience to already know. And, and, um, uh, that's what, a, what a wonderful fun problem that you have. It's what I had as yeah. well, you know? And so, and so I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to figure out this balance of, how you know how how fine detailed do I go in when I get because I'll give them notes I'll give them I'll give them all the notes and I don't know if that's overbearing you know I don't want to be an overbearing boss if that is too literal if that's too minute uh, last thing I'll say is because unfortunately when you're given notes you have to type them all out and with time codes and all that stuff mm. uh, 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 the only thing is as much of a pain in the butt it is to add the why 
uh, it, the more you do it early on, the less you have to keep adding the why on things. Okay. And then you just get to cite. Good to know. I have very limited, I mean, I've never really had much experience being a boss and at one, I was never really good at it. I could say that mistakes that I made and things that I appreciated working for other people is um, knowing what success is supposed to look like, clear, clear outcomes, this by in, this by Monday, this by Tuesday. And often like, because you give people a list, we could do this, that'd be cool. But sometimes like I get anxious when somebody, like I get anxious when people are like, oh, we could do this and you know, whatever it's your pace and whatever. I'm like, give me a deadline. Give me a day that you want it, you know, and I'll build in a buffer to get it done. Mm. If it's too open, it being open, it may feel like you're giving them more freedom, but often it's, you're making things worse because you have to, you go through the stress of prioritizing. Right. Because you don't, I don't know what I'm going to get more notes on. I don't know what's going to take more work to get there. But like Brian, like why, like help, help people understand the outcome because we need to do this. And then, you know, anyhow, I would yeah. say that's helpful for me. It's very clear is like, tell me what's expected. What, what, what's the end product supposed to look like for you? Yeah. And then I'll figure and, out how to get and, there. And, and the, the, the real tough thing is uh, what the editors want Um and, and I, I don't know if you went through this phase or not, but what I, what I suspect what, uh, most editors want is to be told specifically, do these things, because then you could do them and know that you did them. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, I try instead to say, by this point, we should fully understand blank, or we should be feeling blank. And uh, those, Which, are, those are more challenging yeah. notes. But 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 it also gives them more freedom to to get us there, which which I think is is a part of the, uh, uh, part of what one of our editors is is especially new to working with us, and I think that's something that they are still um, understanding is that we don't shoot to a script, we have very little written down when we shoot, so you know I I try to you know uh, when I give them assignments I try to have clear deadlines of like hey. Uh, this is when we would like the episode to go up. This is when I need you to give me stuff. Um, if you you figure it out, like like I I want I want to be doing that as much as I can because they're adults, they're professionals, they know how to do this. Um, um, yeah. So, uh, question, uh, do uh, I I actually don't know the process of how we train up. Um, do, do we point people to like, like here's three hours of watching me edit this, that, or the other thing to, to see what the process looks like? I mean, we haven't really trained up very many people before. So that's, that's part of it is like synthesizing that process. Like, I, like I, I had a zoom meeting with, with one of the editors the other day, which I did record and send to both of them of like, Hey, here's how we, here's how I start a file. Here's how I put the footage together here's how these different assets look and work together um and like just over this weekend i like updated i did a big update refresh on our template and so writing out a like a huge like documentation on what this thing what these new things are how they work all of that stuff it's it that's still very much a trial by fire of like what works what are people receptive to and to what types of of folks does that stuff work because i don't believe that either of the two editors that i'm working with are like into magic or like really no magic very much. Um, and so, um, uh, Oh, th that, that was the other thing I was saying is like, we, you know, we don't shoot with a script. And so there is a certain, there's almost a reality TV show element to it of like, this is what your footage is. You have to be the writer to some degree and 
put it together. Um, which but, is which can be kind of daunting, especially if you are a you know an editor or like a Merc editor, because that is what editors kind of generally expect for high put, for well put together stuff like this. They expect a script. They expect to have a thing that says this is what the thing we would like you to make looks like, but it's on paper, so you do it in video. Yeah, and it, I, I, man, that might be a fun exercise. Uh, and by fun, I mean important, and maybe not fun. Uh, but but to actually write down core principles and like number one might be before you edit one frame, uh, uh, or before you do any of the hard work, do you understand the trick? Like like mm-hmm. truly, and if not, call Bryce. And if Bryce doesn't have the words for it, call Brian. Uh, but yeah. but but to tell the story. Do you, you know, can you do the trick? Uh, not that you have to go out and try it on a friend, but you have to understand the story, I guess. Yeah. I think I'm still kind of getting a lay of the land a little bit, with, especially with the newer editor. Like, I, I'm still trying to find where the gaps are to fill them in. Yeah. Um, but, but hopefully that leads to a better sense of, okay, well, I've, I know what it's like to be in that position, and now... I've got a bet. I'm I'm comfortable here in this new position and have can more templatize and formatize and and um, spread information around. So, yeah, I I'd say too. Like I, one of the things that I'm kind of lucky to be able to do is, and it's helped me a lot. Like working with OpenAI, like we have we have new models and stuff that come out, and I'm often the first one to volunteer to do documentation, although. In the entirety of the workforce of OpenAI, I am not the person that should be doing, you know, as far as who understands how everything works. Not it. But I want to learn how everything works. So I'm like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Because then I get to talk to people. And then the process of me trying to explain it to other people, man, I learn a lot more about the process. I learn a lot more like, oh, why do we do this? And sometimes we're like, oh, I don't know. We just did that. Like, oh, that's a good point. Let's change this up or whatever. And so... I would say that, like, for you, Bryce, the exercise of breaking this down to say, this is here, this is here, this here, it's here. It's helpful to also understand, like, oh, where could we improve it? I, I never learned more magic faster than uh, the two years that I did uh, summer camp teaching magic uh, up in the Pocono Mountains. Because every single day was I would get through a lesson with the kids, kids would get it down or whatever, and then I would immediately open up book, start Practice going for tomorrow. what am I going to do tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. I mean, it's, it's brutal, but, but man, is it an, a, a, no better way to learn than to teach. So yeah. uh, get ready to be an even better magician. Well, and yeah. And the few times that I've done a little bit of teaching, I did, I did a, actually did a little, a very little bit of teaching in college, but like I was, I was receptive to it. I was into it and I'm totally into training people up, getting people, oriented and stuff um and there's just a little you've talked about this before brian of when you have a a, say a hot take where you kind of work through it with multiple people before you finally bring it to a show which which i know is very taxing for everyone to hear (laughs) he's on it but he's on it again and it's like no no no, i'm refining it yeah (laughs) and i think that's a little where i'm at with this process is like Oh, 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 these are like, I need to know what the scope is of this whole thing first before I can really feel like I'm in the right spot to write, write anything down. Uh, But I would like to, because that's, that's the next part. Yeah. Uh, That's the other nice thing as tedious as, as writing email notes are now you can just go through your, you, you ever, you ever just go through your send folder and, and read your own words and, and, Mm. you know, 
So like, how do I sound to other people? And, and, you know, maybe you got a few years distance between you and, and when you wrote that and you're like, Oh, I came off as an ass or, Oh, uh, uh, that's, that's fairly insightful. That mm. kind of thing. So, uh, the nice thing is you'll have written about it and then mm. you could go through and just grab all those snippets, throw it all in a doc and, and you'll already be 70% of the way to a style guide or a Bible or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I go back. I'm like, man, I'm in my head. I'm this, dear sir, I kindly implore upon you. Why did this happen? What is wrong? Like when I first started work, the Justin is like, I, I, I try to be very low bandwidth sort of short thing. But this poor kid's getting me like, what the hell's going on here? What the hell? Why is this down? This is misspelled. You want to grab lunch? I remember, I remember, I think the second email you and I ever swapped was me mentioning somebody who had a similar idea to yours and and asking if I should introduce you. And you're like, yeah, sure. Unless he's a a communist. (laughs) And I found that delightfully forward and I knew we would be friends. I I, I do have to catch myself when I write notes sometimes. Sometimes I see something that's so bizarre. I have to go, I, I type it out like, what? the f word are you doing and then i have to delete it just so that i get <laughs> yeah i in my because like like i said like be like i like oh this is stupid this change this whatever because it's the same dialogue in my head and it's not you're stupid it's mm-hmm. no this thing here is stupid uh but and i've had to learn i'm still learning i'm yeah. still learning i'm still learning uh, <laughs> just... so so, so do, is there uh in this hopefully will be an even bigger challenge for you. Uh, number mm. one, I'm, I'm sorry I missed last week because I was traveling, but uh, uh, I, I assume you you got to, to flex and strut about your your New York billboard. Uh, and, oh, he and did. Talk, talk about that. Uh, the uh, 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 Number one, congratulations. I saw that and I just I grinned you. ear to ear. It made me so happy. But, but uh, do you find yourself in the marketing of stuff finding things where somebody thinks they have a good idea and, and you're like, uh, uh, you know, so-and-so character would never do that or something like that. I mean, with people pitching my stuff to me or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, or, or pitching the way they want to market it or blurbs about you or, or imagine we want to, we want to make a commercial with a model who's Jessica and she's going to do this. Go on, go on. And she's going to eat a hamburger. Noses. And you're like, (laughs) Jessica Blackwood does not have three noses. I don't know where you got that idea. (laughs) I'll consider I work with the team. I work with the, I, I work with a great team. We'll get we'll get like sometimes we'll have like the blurbs and stuff for the books. And some books I wrote a lot of those. This one, like I have a new one, but I don't think I wrote. I maybe tweaked something, but sometimes I've gone through because, you know, the person who does it, they've got 20 things they've got to do. And maybe they never read. They, they're looking at my description of the book and I have to figure out how to pitch it. And like sometimes I get like this is just and I'll go rewrite it. And then, you know, the publisher's cool. But, you know, I don't, like lately, I don't think I've had to do that. I've been in pitch meetings where I've had producers pitch stuff to me, and I even went along once with some people. I liked them, but like their take on stuff, I was just like, "This is just wrong. This is really you're, I don't. I don't." Like, you do realize this is not my book. You just described the plot of Green Eggs and Ham, yeah, <laughs> which would like, be okay. And I'm not, but it's not like, oh no, you know, uh, she has to live on the left side of the street, not the right side. It's got to be this. And I, I'm not like that at all. But it might be like. 
Like I had somebody's like wanted to write one of my characters, have them. Oh, and they're super infatuated with this other person. And I'm like, that's not who they are. Like that's, mm. that's like, that's literally not, they're so incorrect. incorrect. It's, it's antithetical to, to <laughs> how they're yeah. written. Yeah. Cause I'd be like, if that was true, then we have to accept a lot of other things that would be true that would change who the character is. And and I was trying to entertain it because I was trying to be accommodating, but I'm like after the fact, I'm like, I'm like I was told my agent like I didn't like that at all because it was just that's not that person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, and uh, I, it's and I can it's be, good that you heard it out. I mean, like and and recognize that like, hey, this is not really the way I want to see this. Like that's that's a good that's good behavior. It's a good it's a good reaction to that. Yeah, and then you gotta you have to find that you have to sort of you have to choose your battles carefully because it's like. Uh, you know, because it depends if you writers sometimes have a very bad reputation sometimes because they they go in and they're going to tell people who know how to make TV shows how to make a TV show. Mm-hmm. And, right, and I never wanted to be their up. TV show. Yeah. And in my defense, I've made TV. I've never but I've not made, you know, drama. I've never done that kind of stuff either. But also in my defense, I can look up somebody's INDB and Rotten Tomatoes and say, they don't know how to make TV, <laughs> which I've done. I've done. I've had like, what about this person? I'm like, I, I tried to watch this last series. It was really dumb. Mm-hmm. It was really dumbly written. I don't think they're going to be a good fit for me because, you know, then have other people like this person's amazing and they do, they'd have a totally different take than I would, but I think they would bring something awesome to it. Yeah. So, uh last little thing talk about i think it's kind of cool is coming up soon is going to be the launch of playdate oh yeah brian have you seen the playdate no Uh, the playdate's super cool andrew do you want to describe it while i pull it up yeah there's been some software developers called uh, panic and they've developed really cool mac apps and tools over the years i've used a few of these i think they're they're really conscientious developers they have a really great aesthetic and then they just announced out of the blue like a year or so ago, hey, we're going to build our own handheld. Oh, that's wonderful. And so it's kind yeah, of... Yeah, people are like, everything you do is really high quality and well thought out. They partnered with Teenage Engineering, which makes a lot of really cool uh, music-related devices and stuff. So Teenage Engineering to kind of do the hardware design. And you've you've you know people are like, oh, it's, so, it's going to be 179 bucks. And people are like, oh, well, that's, you know, well, it's like, it's bespoke you know this is yes. a it's mm-hmm. it's a yeah you have to accept understand it's, it's an it's indie vinyl, company is what it is right and mm-hmm. it comes but, with games Pe- yeah. like people don't know it actually will come with like a bunch of games yeah this immediately made me think of um the uh the new vive uh or not vive uh the steam uh uh answer to the, mm-hmm. oh, the steam deck oh my That's god right. i'm so into it uh, uh i've Wait, this thing this thing runs on a hand crank? No, it has a crank as a controller. That is an oh, input. Oh, that's cool. And so it kind of looks like this Game Boy with kind of an A, B, and a D-pad, but it is like USB rechargeable. You can use this analog crank as an input device. It's uh, an e-ink display. Oh, is it e-ink? Okay, I didn't... Yeah. Or it's a version of that, so it's just a, it's an always-on passive display. How cool. Yeah, and um, I, I think they, they announced this, this seasonal thing uh a few months ago but they're like just if you buy one you're just gonna get this like 18 games tw- I- 24 games you just get free games for this device which is like like i remember buying a playstation uh as a child and my parents going so cool so what do you do with it well I, you gotta go buy the games too right <laughs> i mean i mean to to how many grandmas had a uh an, an nes 
and it was never used for anything other than Super Mario. <laughs> like, right. like it was just the Super Mario station. <laughs> uh, that's cool. That is a toy. That is straight up a mm-hmm. toy that will never need to be updated. Right. And and will my family, my whole family, can play with uh, at all times. Uh, yeah, Cl- definitely be buying Cl- this. They have so they have an add-on where it's a little, it's a pen holder and speaker thing that it plays like I think a version of Pool FM. So you can mm-hmm. just sit on your desk and chill out and listen to some tunes. Oh, and then if and it holds it holds pens and it comes with a pen. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Which is like Click. you did like talk about a Twizzler with a Cadillac, but there <laughs> <laughs> you go. Click on the de- developer part too. Sure. Uh, this so you'll be able to make and develop games in the browser and you'll be able to just sideload them straight into it. So it's going to work with like they're having an SDK coming and they're going to have a, an in-browser game editor. How cool. Yeah. It's- so so you could write like, um, uh, I wonder if you could do a cut paste on an existing game and put your family in it, you know, as all the characters. I wouldn't be mm-hmm. surprised if there was if there was like a website for that, like yeah. a play date by numbers or something where you put in a JPEG of a, you know, the fa- like if you, if you make a jib jab, you could make, right. you could make jib jabs for this. I or, think. Or, or take a, a murder mystery and make it a, who stole the cookie. And it's all you, it's, you know, it's all your family. Mom, members. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's so fun. Um, also separately, I am very excited about that steam deck thing. I may, I may get the expensive one and then uh, barely ever play it. Just the idea of unlocking my steam library in, in a mobile device, Oh man, I got a lot of games in my Steam library. I I have a lot of games <laughs> in my Steam library. I'm I I I like the Steam Deck. I like it on paper. I don't like the look of it, only because it reminds me of the Wii U tablet controller. Yep. Which I liked using. I thought was not as big and clunky as it seemed, but I didn't feel that way until I used it. <laughs> uh. And I've used and I and I've used a Steam controller before, which I did not like. There, there's a number of games that I have waited eons for somebody to finally port to mobile, so I could buy them again. Mm-hmm. Um, like the King's Bounty series is a strategy game that I love very. It's turn based, um, and and just they've never made a decent one for a mobile platform. And to me, that's what this is. I, I get to play. I get to replay all of those King's Bounty games. And yeah, uh, JC Calhoun. <laughs> Mentions the Atari Lynx. Uh, not gonna lie, definitely sold uh, 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 my entire uh, uh, early. Oh, what's the guy who made Spawn? Um, oh, McFarlane. Uh, yeah, uh, Todd McFarlane started off as a uh, uh, assistant uh, 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 pencil work guy uh, on the Gray Hulk run uh, in Marvel Comics, and I sold. I sold all of them so that I could buy an Atari Lynx. <laughs> oh, wow. In high school. And at first I felt like a real sucker when he went on to be like the most famous guy in comics. And then then I felt less like a sucker when all of comics tanked. It's, I'll tell you too, kind of the attraction for uh, like the Steam Deck is Mac user here. Oh, sure. That's oh, yeah, you finally get to play them at all. <laughs> what are these games? What are these other games I've never heard of? Which, it, which is an interesting thing. The Steam Deck will run uh, Steam OS, which is a Linux uh, is, is a Linux port, but they have uh, Proton, which is a emulation layer. So a, supposedly a lot, if not most Windows games will run through it. But the other thing that they've said is you could just put Windows on this thing if you want. 
It's got USB port. You could just put Windows on it, the, which I think like they, they don't sell enough because I think that's what people want and they don't want to accept that people just want to play Steam on on Windows. Uh, the article I read today was saying like pretty much up through this year, they could guarantee the like the lowest they're seeing is uh, 30 frames per second, which raises an eyebrow. But then you got to remember nowadays games get pretty demanding on PCs. Well, and so. also that screen is only basically 720p yeah um which is it which hey guess what has worked for nintendo for the past four years yep so you kind of like i it's it's this it's a neat thing it's a neat thing on paper i i just i seeing is believing with handhelds for me at this point yeah you know and 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 they bothered you know they do say you could hook it up to a tv but i mean unless you're Wouldn't going to, to your cabin in the woods that's the only time i'm thinking of <laughs> battery like two to eight hours yeah i I mean i mean obviously when you're running some some heavy duty stuff uh but 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 for you know for a strategy game i just want all my strategy games i want my i want my civilizations and all that stuff well that's the other thing is uh uh this is too fine for this detail for this too fine detail for this conversation but the little touch pads that they have those are those are the things on the steam controller i especially did not like oh no because the promise is we're going to unlock all of your mouse and keyboard games with touchpads and stuff and it wasn't it certainly i'll just say it wasn't there a few years ago yeah. um they were very high fidelity pads but it just it wasn't the right feeling uh, okay i don't okay. know last but thing i'll me, say about this jc calhoun is saying there are civ versions of civ for ios and android yes there are they're versions all, they're, they're garbage yeah. they're garbage yeah they're clunky they're hard to I, I hate them and then fool to dream says the storage is kind of crappy because the low cost one is uh, a basic SSD and then the next level up in terms of storage and price is like an, an M2 uh, yes, drive. Uh, it, last thing I'm going to say, ICU <laughs> is like, hey man, not to be a broken record, but these games are on Switch. Does Brian even know what a They're Switch not good is? On Switch. I have a Switch. It's not They're good garbage on and I also don't want to rebuy over 250 games. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I think like Anybody who wants to get into politics should get into game journalism first. <laughs> I think that's the good test. You know, are doing like a an a, an iOS and Android show. <laughs> All right, that's that's probably a good point to go out. <laughs> My, right. uh, our pick is things. Things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My, my 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 pick is the play date. I don't know if it's a good or not, but I like what they're doing there. Like, yeah, I do too. Gentlemen, it's been after. Thank you. The Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.